I'm Gab, he's Jules. I'm told it's uh, blue skies over West London. <laughs> Certainly no blue skies over the red half of Manchester. Yes. So getting to that later. No blue skies over Roma. Um, but we have to start with the classical at the legendary Monjuic in uh, uh, Barcelona. Yeah. Jules, I'm going to come out and say this. Um, Real Madrid emerges 2-1 winners. Somehow. We're going to wax lyrical about Bellingham in a minute. Yeah. But I think if you're Barcelona, you leave with your head held high. Um, from the starting 11, you're missing five guys who would have started, maybe six if you're Sergio Roberto's mom. Um, and you go out and you hit the post. Twice. Twice. You, you, you could have had, you, you take the lead. You know, Real Madrid equalized on a ridiculous 0.00001 XG worldie from, from Bellingham. Um, I was really impressed, and yeah. I hate to say this, but I think our friend... I, actually, help me here. Did our friend Carletto, was he outcoached by Xavi? I thought Xavi's plan were great. The back three, having Cancelo in that kind of winger role, but also as a, as a wing back at times, because it was clearly a, sometimes even a back five. It was brilliant for, for Barcelona for an hour, really, especially Gavi's on Bellingham, almost man-marking, not but purely technically I, per se. But how does he do this? He's a little he's so thin 19-year-old. He's an attacking midfielder. But you know the little flies in the summer that really is... is this is Gavi for you. <laughs> Imagine if you're Bellingham and you're tall and you're, you're, tall, you're strong, but then the, the, Gavi's always there in your like, what, where is it, how, where is he coming from? Like, all of that. It was brilliant. With the ball, they moved it well. They got to be lucky on their goal. So early on, which again, we often say, and it's not just a cliche, but when you score that early, it validates your game plan even more right. and you're far more in control and far more in terms of serenity than Madrid who had to chase the game when they're not playing well. Vinicius is not good. Bellingham was not good. for most Rodrigo of, was really Rodrigo poor. was terrible. Even in midfield, they didn't have the control. I thought Gundogan and Gavi really bust the game for certainly the whole first half. I, I'd love to and, know how many touches Kroos actually had in this game. Yeah. Because... I, it looked to me like he was a ghost out there. Completely. And I agree with you then on Carlo's poor tactical plan because I thought as soon as he brought on Kamavinga, who should have started that game every single day instead of Cruz, then the game started to change when Kamavinga came on. I, I love giving Carlo the benefit of the doubt. Of and course. I'm biased towards Carlo. And look, his substitution, sending on Kamavinga and José Lu and Modric, I mean, if you're Carlo's biggest fan, it's like, ah, oh, look, Carlo changed the game. But they're the obvious yeah. substitutions, yes, right? The old still. guys play one half each. Uh, Fernand Mendy gives you nothing going forward. So, and of course, injured. you're chasing the game. You, you put Camavinga, right? Yeah. And, and José Lu, I mean, uh, you, you, you put the big fella in, right? For an aerial threat. So, all of this made sense. Yeah. I thought it was very fortuitous, the second goal as well. With I don't know if Modric yeah. touches it or not. I'm assuming he does. Yeah, but, but he misses his touch. It's a it's a mistouch. No, him. I know. But if he touches it more cleanly, maybe the ball doesn't. Oh go yeah, never, to. never. It's not. A does goal. it go to Bellingham? You no, know, no, it never goes to Bellingham. The first goal. I mean, for all the greatness of Gavi in this game and all the work that he did, it's his clearance that goes straight into the center. I would have rather him hitting the ball straight in front of him into the stands for a throw-in, even maybe a corner, than than. Then clearing the ball from where he is, the cross comes from where you are. I'm Gavi, I clear it straight here in the middle of the pitch on the edge of the box where Bellingham takes the ball. There's two Real Madrid players. Bellingham takes the ball, turns and, and, and scores. I still think Testigan should have done better, by the way. I know it's, the strike is great and he's strong and power, but it's at his height. And he saved the one on Chouamini 
on his right hand, on his right side, which is the strongest side that he has. This one is on his left side, not the strongest side, but he should have done better, I think. And then you're right, the second goal is very, very lucky. All right, let's talk Bellingham because I, I found some, some numbers online, which are pretty ridiculous, just about the impact that he has had. So it's 13 goals and 13 appearances yeah. for Real Madrid. Only two people in history yeah. have done that. Yeah. I'm sure you know who they yeah. are. Yeah, Cristiano and Di Stefano. Cristiano Ronaldo and Alfredo Di Stefano. This is Alfredo Di Stefano who would go on to score 308 goals for Real yeah. Madrid. And Cristiano Ronaldo would go on and score 450 goals yeah. for Real Madrid. This is the company he, he keeps. 10 goals in 10 games at the start of La Liga. Yeah, it's been done before, right? But it's been done by who? By Romario. Yeah. By the original Ronaldo. Yeah. By Robert Lewandowski. Yeah. All guys who are not weren't twenty years old when they did it, and all guys were center forwards. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know. It, it just seems like he has some sort of intangible quality. Where even when he doesn't play great, I don't think he was great today. No, at all. He he pops up. And wins games for you. Yeah, he's clutch. And I guess this is... But there's no such thing as clutch. Clutch is just something contract in your head. But then he keeps defying this logic. And I, I yeah. cannot help me understand this Jude Bellingham phenomenon. Because he's playing at a level that is above last year, above the year before. Yeah. It doesn't make sense for somebody of this age to be so accomplished, to, to do all the things that do all the things that he, that he does. I mean, I'm trying to go back, thinking of parallels from history of people in that position. We've seen precocious strikers, whatever, but I, I don't remember. I mean, I'm sure you'll come up with somebody, but I don't remember no, but a midfielder who, who dominates games like this at, at this age. Well, or, or so critical to his team. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, and big, yeah. He this doesn't dominate. Dominating, because, yeah. Yeah, no, and he certainly and we've said that today. before. We've said that before, and we, didn't, and we never ever took anything away from him. But we've said all those key goals that he scored, so obviously the two on Saturday, but the winning one against Celta Vigo, the winning one against Getafe, the winning, the winning one against Union Berlin in the Champions League. There's been those games, but he was not good in the games before. And when we said there's, there's, there's still more to come, I think, for him to boss games, even from his advanced position in midfield, that number 10 position, than he's been doing so far this season. Because the goals are great, 13 in 13, 10 in 10 in the league. But overall, his performances have been Good, but nothing, nothing special. I just think he's got this incredible maturity already that we knew before at, at that age that he's had forever. Because even at 16, he was playing for Birmingham like he was 25 already. So that that was always there. The ability to be at the right place at the right time is incredible for someone who never played again so much in that role. Because even at Dortmund, when he had all the freedom in the world that he wanted, he was still a number eight, kind of a box to box. He had. He could go, he had the freedom to go higher up, deeper, everywhere he wanted. But to play in such a structured team in that position yeah. and be in the right place at the right time is really something special. And, and that's a really key point that you make because he does not have a free role at Real Madrid. No. Um, he's Which is maybe why he doesn't bust the game so much, maybe. Uh, possibly. I think if, were he playing deeper, he would be more involved yeah. and, and whatever. This is a choice. I, I'll be really curious to see what... How his Madrid career develops going forward? Because if they get the center forward, like a real center forward, and they get like a team where you know the the pieces actually fit, where does he play? Does does he play with Chormeni in midfield? I I I, I would assume so. Yeah, you can or, move it. 
do you just not want to give up on his goal so you keep him in that role and and he turns into something else you know we've seen players go from a central midfield position to a to a 10 we've seen 10s but move backwards <laughs> you know we've, but the we've goal, the goals he scored this season are are a number nine's goal so they're carrying yeah. benzema's goals really this is the, the finish that he does this is not i mean not the first one against barca because that's a midfielder right. We, we, we said Chouameni tried his luck a bit before and Tastegan made a good save. It's a, sim- it's a similar shot. But the second one and all the ones that I've mentioned already before are number nine's goal. This is what they do. You follow up from across from somewhere. You are there in the six-yard box. This is the goal that Lewandowski has scored for years and years and years that David Trezeguet used to score. That people enjoy. This is, this is what the goals he's scoring right now. Does this change when you sign Erling Haaland or Kylian Mbappe? Does this change when you go back to the 4-3-3 formation to suit Vinicius? Because right now, this system works for Bellingham, doesn't work for Vinicius at all. And this can't last. You can't have Vinicius like this. The shadow, okay, against Braga is fine. But in big games, this is not going to be good for him or for you as a club, as a team. So this might change. And he won't score a goal a game all through the season. And in the next five years, I remember this is impossible. This is not Cristiano or Di Stefano. Wow. We didn't no, think so, not. but no, you're right. Um, For all those reasons that we just mentioned. No. And does it change when Xabi Alonso, perhaps, or whoever yeah. it is, comes next year and you get a manager who says, you know, I want to play more of a pressing game? Yeah, um, completely. What are the implications there? I, I just find it fascinating because he can do so many things and he's like a piece of clay and we really have no idea what direction he's going to develop. And it's just that so far he has faced every challenge and he's adapted to it. Yeah. And, and I think that's why if you're a Real Madrid fan, you need to be really excited about this. Yeah, and that's what Carlos said in the post-match press conference when he said he's surprising all of us, he's surprising me. We're all surprised. I think even Jude must be surprised, really. Not, again, he, I'm, he's a very confident kid, but he, never, he would have never thought that comes, what are we, like October 30th? Is that where we are today? He would, he would have those, those goals, those records, those wins, etc. like this. Impossible. I want to talk about Vini's performer you touched upon. Yeah, he didn't have a great game. What struck me though, when he came off, the he got a lot of stick. It looked like he was kind of trolling the crowd at the Monjuic. Yeah. And I'm often hesitant to say this about when he gets into it with the crowd because obviously he's been the victim of, of racist abuse in the past. There, there, there's an incident which I think it could he's be investigated, getting yeah. investigated. But let's be clear, when he was walking off the pitch, as far as we know, he, this was not in reaction to that. No, no, I think just they booed him through the game every time and he touched the ball. And you could see Carlo at one point. Carlo had to drive, yeah. He's just like, get off. Because he doesn't need for Vini to, to get booked again. He doesn't need... Yeah. I, I don't like that behavior. I think it's... I, I can deal with it when it's in response to an incident. I, I, I haven't been racially abused in the way Vinicius Jr. has. So I am not going to pass judgment on how somebody reacts in that way. But here, it just really came across as like the occasion gets some. And, yeah. and maybe you can understand it to some degree if you've had a great game and, and whatever, but he didn't have a great game. I, no, a very frustrating afternoon for him. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I th- At the time when he's coming off, it's, I think they're still, they're still losing 1-0. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I I was a bit surprised because you're right. He doesn't usually un, un, until he was provoked, unless he was provoked, and unless he was a reaction to something. He doesn't usually. He's not trolling people. He's not. We're going to talk about Kylian later, and you're not happy with what Mbappe did on Sunday, which I can understand in a way. Although I will defend him for Vini. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know. It was strange. And I understand the frustration maybe because the, the afternoon was tough. There was that rugby tackle from Ferran who got booked on him right on the touchline, which, you know, this is not football really. And, and clearly Barca had a, almost an anti-Vini plan because the back three is also to, to make sure that he doesn't do anything. You always had one or two players. You had Arojo and then Inigo or Christensen come in and covering all the time. So it couldn't have been easy for him. I'm not sure if that's enough to justify, in a way, the kind of trolling and you clap them and you like, you know, yeah. because they booed you. Um, I want to, I want to talk about. We, we talked about Real Madrid's performance, and I'm trying to wonder what can Carlo do. All right, there's a transfer window in January. Maybe yeah. somebody comes in. Maybe they don't. But what can he do? So far, every indication is that they they don't have plans to bring anybody else in in January. What can he do right now? What what does he have to do? Because you want to get Vini, I think, in a situation where you say, look, this year, for now, you're not a winger, right? Yeah. You, when you're belling in this position, you have to adapt your game, you have to grow your game. There have been times when he's done it. There was a game a couple of weeks ago where he held the ball up. He looked like a number nine and set it up. I think it was for Jose Lu's goal or something. Yeah. I, he's not going to do that all the time. But the reality is, in this system... He's really going to he's really going to struggle because there's no center forward there. Yeah. Bellingham's not actually playing center forward. Yeah. Um, teams were already you know putting two guys on him and fouling him last year. You could now you can do that even more yeah. because there's nobody through the middle to worry about. Yeah. Should Chicago be thinking of a tactical change? Should he be should he be maybe considering? Weird as it sounds, maybe going with. Vini, José Lu, and Valverde in the winger position yeah, like, and, like, and like. dropping Jude deeper? I, yeah, maybe. Should you tinker with it when you're so talking about the they've lost enough for a few weeks with that metatarsal, metatarsal fracture. So is that enough to rethink your plans tactically okay, or please not? Please don't tell me he becomes Camavinga midfield and then I have to see more of Ferlan Mendy. No, maybe not. No, maybe Frank Garcia. Maybe. Yeah, but, but still, you know, is that enough, the Tramin injury? Because you can slot in Cruz a bit deeper and have still Camavinga Valverde so you, and then Bellingham so you keep the diamond the same way. I, I don't know. I just think the, diamond, the diamond doesn't help Vini. Right? No, we, we agree on it's, that. Yeah, it's just and not for I him. don't know. I think over time you can learn and you can adapt but if you're playing every three days as, as Real Madrid are because of the Champions League and whatever else it's really difficult to learn and adapt in uh, that still way. still too much even Gab. Uh, 4 4 to diamond for Vini then to get into his favourite left winger position you, you just need to do that. No. There, he doesn't, does, does not have the time no. to do that. And I just think he's such an asset to the club. The club have made such a long-term commitment to him. You have to figure this out somehow. 4-2-3-1, maybe? So then you only have Kamavinga and Cruz in the middle. And then Jude can still be a bit of a 10. Vini on the left, Valverde on the right. And then Rodrigo or José Lu. At the, but, then, but then you obviously lose a little bit of... Control like, midfield. Yeah, and what you could do in midfield. That's okay. Bellingham can run around like a maniac, yeah. like he used to do. Yeah, but if you give him more freedom, and if you ask yeah. him to do that, he's not going to score as many goals. 
the I reason I'm, why, I'm fine. I don't care who. If I'm Real Madrid, I wouldn't care who scored. He could not. But no, because if he doesn't score, score those, season. if he doesn't score those goals, but as long as Vinicius makes up for it, then yeah, I'm but okay he would not it. make up for it, all of them. Because you know, just to go back on your point about okay, they, they don't deserve to win that game. I think I think yeah. everybody was pretty clear. Maybe a draw, maybe maybe, but. They lost against Atletico Madrid. They were really poor and Atletico were outstanding. We've seen them in the Champions League, which they always start slowly in the group yeah. stage. I get, I get that. But still, they were not very... They, they haven't been great. Against teams like Getafe, Celta Vigo, they were... They won, okay? And that's all you care is about winning. I get that. But they were not very convincing again. Yeah. I, this is the point. I mean, Bellingham is papering over cracks right Massively. now through Real Madrid. Um, and I think Carlo knows that. And I think he's been pretty honest about it. Meanwhile, I want to take but, but you... Then just to finish on that, oh, okay, so sorry. then what, you keep, you keep the formation the same, even if clearly it's you only don't. working you have for to have, you, have to, you have to have the courage to change it. You have to... You have, I, I think you have to have the courage to change the formation, to say, I can't have so much pressure. It's not sustainable, I think. It's not, it's not sustainable. And then you ask yourself, how do I put Vini in the best possible position? I think Vini can still grow as a player and become a better rounder player than he yeah. has been. It's very easy until now. Oh, yeah, just have Vini wide on yeah, the left, give him just the chuck ball the ball in the space, yeah. and ha, 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 right? He's a one-trick pony, and he's going to get older, and he gets fouled all the time. So he needs to evolve. It's difficult, as we said, it's difficult to yeah, evolve yeah. the fly. But for now, I, I think you need to find an, an alternate plan. Let's go over in the other uh, team's dressing room, Barcelona. Look, I said, if I'm Xavi, I live with it. I've had a rash of injuries. I put in a good performance. Yeah. I, am I happy that I lost a Clasico? No, because nobody better than Xavi probably understands the importance of a Clasico. But equally, you leave with your heads held high. I think so. I'm not sure Gundogan felt that way. Definitely not. <laughs> he came out after the game and he said they should have been... But you've got the exact yeah, part. Yeah, he said in the dressing room, he saw some disappointed people and players, but he wanted more anger, more disappointment. He was not happy. He said, I've got a problem with this. So I don't know how much anger, and I don't, I don't know how much disappointment you would you want them to, do you want to see Gary crying? Do you want to see Fermin crying? Would you want them to hit the wall with, you know, hit the door with, with their feet and, I don't know, breaking everything? What, what does that even mean? Was he not happy with the kind of, the mentality in the dressing room after the game to almost accept accept the defeat. That's not what I, I the feeling I got from the post-match interview that I saw on ESPN or on French television about Testegen looked really, really angry and disappointing. Same with Gavi. So I I'm not really sure what he means, but he's been there five minutes, yeah. right? Really five minutes. I, I think it's, it's, he's this been there five minutes classical. and he says, okay, you know, we need a veteran leader on this team. Um... Frankie de Jong can be that veteran leader, but obviously, you know, he's he's unavailable. Yeah. I'm sure Gavi will be one day. Yeah, of course. Um, so, look, I won the trouble last year. I've been around Pep Guardiola. I've been around all these very successful teams. Yeah. So, this is how, maybe, the, maybe he thinks that this is his way of showing leadership. I'm not sure it struck the right yeah. tone from the vibes that they were getting. There's nothing wrong in saying, guys... We were beaten in these circumstances. We outplayed them for a long time. This is not Barcelona when we have five starters out. Yeah. It's a different team. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. It yeah, just yeah. really Massively, is. Yeah. With all the love in the world for Christensen and Inigo Martinez and even Ferran Torres, it's different. Yeah. Right? So let's accept that. Let's accept that. Let's be proud of what the guys who went on the pitch did, most of them. And we're four points back. And let's get... Let, 
let's stay at them. No, you know? Last season, they lost the first Classico and they still won La Liga. So it's not because you lose this game in October, eh? even if it's in your own stadium, well, in your substitute stadium, that you have to worry or anything like that. Because as you said, at times we saw them a bit underwhelming in the last few weeks. This game was very good tactically, technically, collectively for an hour. And then, yeah, after an hour, you can't ask Gavi to follow Bellingham everywhere for 90 minutes. As good as Gavi is, there's a point where you're going to be half a second late, a second late than you were in the first hour. And then, and then that's part of the reason. The clearance that, again, we don't have to go back on that first goal, but it's also because at this time, Gavi is probably shattered of having done all the running, all the commanding, all the bossing. And then he lacks a little bit of that kind of lucidity and then the ball goes on to Bellingham who scores that goal but maybe there was Oriol a lot Romeo, of positives Oreo Romeo sooner yeah and actually it's a good point you make me think of that the second goal okay I've got no issue with Oriol Romeo who's a La Masia kid left because he was not good enough to play for Barcelona especially in those years came back to help out fair enough but it's not good enough to play for that team even in, especially not in the Clasico how but, but that's fine okay your job for five, ten minutes that he was on, something like that, was to, don't make a mistake. Don't make a mistake, okay? For him to lose the marking of Jude Bellingham on the second goal like he does, which is like, I'm running with him, I'm running, I'm running, I stop running, Jude continues running. And yeah, Jude is lucky because nobody could have thought of all people that Modric would miss his first touch and that he would transform into an assist for Bellingham, right? But Romeo, this is unacceptable for him to just lose his player like this, let him run. Even if you think, okay, Modric has the ball or I need to do something. No, he's been on for five minutes and he makes that mistake in that moment of the game. It's, it's just not good enough. I take your point. I do think, though, that I think Oriol Romeo will be needed in a big way. Uh, the rest of the way this season, even with other people. Yeah, I, I don't need to see Gavi in that enough. role. I don't like Gundogan in that role. Who knows when Frankie's coming back? Um, all these things yeah, together to me suggest that, yeah, I, I think, you know, he, he can be angry for yeah, that. Yeah. That's fair enough. But um, to me, one of the most fascinating things, and I'll just leave you with this about Chaffee, he hasn't been, with all due respect to the work he did in Qatar, he has not been in this environment as a decision maker yep. for very long. Yep. And the way he's reinvented on the fly these tactical formations that kind of work, um, I think is hugely impressive. And I'll be really curious to see how he puts all the pieces together when everybody's fit again. enough Classico. How about some quick hits instead? Let's go, Gab. Manchester City trans <laughs> Manchester United 3-0 at Old Trafford as Erling Holland yeah. bags another two goals. Jules, five defeats and ten from your man Eric. Eric, who's slowly but surely is starting to get into the Dutch guy territory. You know that. Uh, very soon I think I'm going to stop saying his name because, okay, you can lose to City. They are amazing and yesterday was, Sunday was maybe the best game they had this season in the Premier League, certainly. Yes. And you're missing your starting back four, and you have to play Johnny Evans. Okay. And you have to. Regulon, who, who is not good, but he's still better than Lindelof at left back, especially against Phil Foden or Bernardo Silva or Carl Walker, right? He's on the bench. Rafael Varane, who I would just remind everyone is a World Cup winner, a five time Champions League winner. 
He's on your bench. Yeah, but he just so came instead, back from injury. He started in movie week. Instead, he's a tired. yeah, yeah. Instead, Johnny Evans is starting. Harry Maguire. <laughs> Do you remember the third goal, the third City goal? What Johnny Evans is doing? This is what Johnny Evans is doing on the third goal. There's a shot there on the edge of the box. You're Onana. Erling Haaland is just here. I know he's here, and I'm just gonna watch the ball. Okay. The shot, the save. Erling Haaland running, and then I said, oh. Damn, maybe I should... Oh, too late. Okay, so I was told from... I don't know if this person's a relative of Johnny Evans and wants to stick up for it, that yeah. it's all Christian Eriksen's fault because really? he didn't stay with the runner and so Evans had to cover for him. I forget who the runner was. Presumably it's one of the city little guys. And instead he didn't doesn't notice the six foot five Norwegian yeah, behind is, yes. him. Yeah. <laughs> but the problem I have with Ten Hag is you can lose to City, they're very good. They were very good yesterday in the problem. But I don't understand the... The formation at the beginning. I don't understand the Mason Mount coming on, who hasn't played for. Amrabat was going to be sent off. Really? So Scott McTominay scored two goals against Brentford somehow in the 93rd and 96th minute, and suddenly he becomes the greatest player in the world. That you have to build everything around. Not just that, but you have to play Bruno Fernandez how, how wide? wide on the right, where he contributes nothing. Right? Just to accommodate Scott. This is Scott McTominay so we're talking about. I know. You think it's like Roy Keane uh, and Ryan Robson rolled into exactly. one. Exactly. Um, so yeah. they got what they deserved because Ten Hag once again fluffed everything and messed up everything. And I'm sorry, Jamie Carragher had a go at him. He, he thought it was a good idea to reply and to say, hang on, we are one of the best pressing team in the, t in the country. We are the first team in uh, last third recoveries of the ball in the middle recovery of the ball he came up with all those stupid stuff that are not true to start with and two that just exposed him completely on Sunday because they were terrible and his tactics was terrible it's tough I mean I, I it, it's tough. do you want He's to defend him do you want to defend United no I just like to see him with his players fit and see and then I feel we can judge him more clearly okay. that's it Napoli go two goals down uh, at home to Milan. But Storm back in the second half to draw 2-2. Gab, did Milan throw this one away? I believe they kind of did. Now, look, Napoli scored two tremendous goals. Oh, Your boy yeah. Rudy Garcia. Quality I don't time, know what he said to them in halftime, but that first, first of all, this was the game of the weekend. Yeah. Far none. It was Massive. a really exciting game. So much drama. I But... Two tremendous goals, Politano, and uh, Politano. and then that, that ridiculous free kick from, uh, from Jack Raspadori. Maybe it's the first direct free kick in the Serie A this season. Nobody has scored a direct free kick until Raspadori. The goalkeepers are just that good. Exactly. Uh, magic Mike, a little bit less magical in this game. Yeah. But Milan, man, two goals up, Giroud, two headers, so well. You expect to manage the game better even oh, away the from first home. 15 minutes of the second half, you know, and then what do you go in and then... I, 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 I don't know. It is. It is a hard. It's, it's going to hurt you more. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts more when you let a two goal goal. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's always like that. Liverpool roll past Nottingham Forest three 0 to stay fourth. Jules, I feel like many are kind of sleeping on the Reds this season. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, there's a bit of that. Uh, I like that midfield three of Gravenberg, Soboslai, and I didn't think he was going to work McAllister, but he's learning the position. Yeah, it's not his was, best position. Thought, but no, he was gritty. He's doing I thought, great. Yeah, he's fighting hard. They, they never really coped with him. Forest. I mean, Forest are not very good. Let's be honest. No. Uh, but but it was good, especially with the the build up to the game and what happened to Luis Diaz, which is the next the next quick, quick hit that we have. I thought they responded really well. Mosala is a bit lucky with his goal because I don't know what Matt Turner is doing there. But but I thought it was a very positive. Is it, it Vlakodimos time for Nottingham? I don't think anybody outside of Greece or the United States cares about this. Is it Vlakodimos no. time? 
No. I think he deserves a chance now. Why doesn't Vlakodimos get a chance? Yeah, yeah, no, I think, I think he would get his chance. Thank I you. think he would get his chance. And we're sticking with Liverpool, Gabby, because Luis Diaz's parents were kidnapped in northern Colombia on Saturday. He was obviously not involved in the game at the weekend. His mother was released, but his father is still missing. Yeah, and there was a tribute, obviously, from, from Diogo Jota. It was, yeah, was quite touching. He said, look, I started in his place. I think all you can do is, is pray and hope that, that the man is, is safe and that, that he and anybody else who's been kidnapped with him is released safely. Yeah. Arsenal destroy Sheffield United 5-0 as Eddie Nketiah scores a hat-trick. Jules, yeah. I am historically I've been an Eddie Doubter. Should I be revisiting my opinion based on that performance? I've always thought you were a bit harsh on him. He's a, he's a good player. He's maybe not... I'm sure he's a good person too. He's a very good person and it showed by the fact that he could have taken that penalty for his force had he scored fourth goal he led it to Fabio Vieira whose wife is expecting a, a baby boy so a baby Fabio Vieira did he come out with a little goatee <laughs> we'll see I don't know he's not born yet uh, we'll see but no he gave the ball to his, his teammate to his mate okay, so he's a good person he's a good person he's a good, there's a good player there you see on the first touch on the first goal for example which is beautiful one of the best first touch you've seen this weekend with Dominic Alvaloen that's right uh, and it's good okay it was only Sheffield United who are a terrible terrible and everybody's injured team. for them one of the as worst well. yeah but still they have a serious serious list of injuries still too. they're yeah. still terrible they've been terrible even when all the starters were there so it's good for him it's good for his confidence and already with the, this hat trick he's almost as scored as many as last season in the league where he had five so yeah, I'd feel better for Arsenal if they had a center forward and he was the reserve Oh my god. You don't like neither him or Gabriel Jesus anyway. Talking about centre forward, Romelu Lukaku made his return to San Siro on Sunday night as Inter hosted Roma. Gab, he didn't see much of the ball. No, talk about sort of parking the entire Rome metropolitan transit system in yeah, front everything. of Rui Patricio. But with no gas, no driver, <laughs> no <laughs> wheels. No, Jose Mourinho, of course, wasn't there because he was suspended. It was one-way traffic. I thought Inter played really, really yeah, well. It took great. them until minute 81 to eventually break them down. But before so many that, they hit the woodwork. They, 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 they had so many opportunities. Roma, except for Cristante Header, did yeah. very little. Uh, they distributed all those whistles so people could, could blow their whistle whenever Lukaku came near the ball. The problem is he hardly touched the ball because yeah. he's the poor man's on his own up front. Uh, Roma, I think, three shots on goal, an XG yeah. of 0 0.14. I, like, I don't... It's embarrassing, come on. Mourinho it's would say I had so many injuries. It's a better team than that. It's a better team than that. The referee targeted us with his uh, uh, with his yellow cards. Why couldn't we have played this game on Monday? Why did we have to play this game on Sunday? Uh, yeah, on. they're better than that. I wish we didn't have to talk about it, Jules, but we have little choice. The Olympique Lyonnais bus was greeted with rocks and bottles as they made their way to the Stade Velodrome to face Olympique Marseille. Windows were broken, and Leon coach uh, Fabio Grosso was severely injured. Yeah, terrible scenes on Sunday night in Marseille, really. We've seen them before, unfortunately, and I, I fear that we'll see them again, sadly, because this is what French football is also about. It was a terrible publicity on the day where, on the evening, the same evening where Italy broadcasted or, or showcased the best game of the season, maybe, that that Napoli-Milan that we talked before, we had a no game. We had With terrible With two Italian scenes. World Cup winning managers. As well, yeah. Uh, we had Fabio Grosso, as you said, who was uh, badly injured on his face by shards of glass and also uh, apparently a can or a bottle of beer that once the... Basically, the Marseille fans um, ambushed the, the, the bus. They threw big stones and they threw bulls. You know the, the bulls, the petanque bulls? Onto the onto the windows, smash the windows, and after that, they threw f 
fireworks, they threw flares, they threw bottles, cans. Once the players and the staff had no windows anymore to protect them to. And Grosso got hit by that after already the shards of the glass, once his window exploded in his face. Yeah. Just terrible. The game was not played. Lyon said they wanted to play the game, that the referee decided not to play. The referee saying, hang on, the Lyon players told me they didn't want to play, so I don't even know. I don't care, to be fair. No, I don't think the, the game anyway. should have been played. Now, the thing, maybe the worst thing, Gab, is because this happened outside of the stadium, Marseille, as a football club, and I don't know, maybe it's right, maybe it's not, I don't know, will not be punished, will not face any sanctions, not game lost, not a fine, not points docked, because the incident happened outside of the ground, so yeah. they're not responsible for it. Okay. You know who should face sanction? Um, the police in Marseille. They need to go down and say, it's not that difficult to go and escort a team bus and keep them safe. This is a basic... There was an escort. This is a basic right. Okay, fine. But the, the people who start throwing the, 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 the petanque balls, those, those yeah, are yeah. basically like lawn bowls, yes? Yeah, yeah. They're throwing those through windows. Yeah, yeah, they're weapons. How do you not find these people and arrest them? They've said and they made 12 arrests now, I, I am. I, I think you can charge people for yeah, for, for, for something yeah, very for sure. serious. As of last night, I mean, you know, a, a millimeter the way Grosso loses an eye and goes blind, yeah. right? Um, it's as simple as that. And I often stick up for for ultras, probably more than I should. It's one thing for ultras to kick it off with other ultras, but when it happens to civilians or when it happens to yeah. players on an opposing team who are there to do a job on the bus, I have a serious problem with it. Yeah. And by the way. And I'll probably get hate for this, but we saw this happen with Manchester City when they traveled um, to Liverpool, Liverpool, right? Yeah, a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. This can boil over very, very quickly. I mean, fortunately, no, you know, there was nothing, it wasn't to, the, to this level. But the police need to have a better handle on this. I know, I know. And by the way, just to finish, some of, for the first time in many years, the Lyon fans were allowed to travel and to be there. And their coaches, taking them, them from Lyon to Marseille, were also attacked by the Marseille fans. Chelsea fall at home to Brentford 2-0 with Robert Sanchez experiencing the nightmare of every goalkeeper who comes up looking for a late equaliser and obviously get considering a goal on the counter-attack. Gabby's one winner stuff from Bridge since March the 4th in the Premier League for Chelsea. Yeah, people enjoyed pointing out how stupid Robert Sanchez looked when he was just chasing little Neil Mopé up uh, up the pitch. I'm not, I don't, I don't think that's fair. He went up there, he tries to equalise. I don't yeah. have a problem with that. Me I, Chelsea's finishing in this game was really, really poor. I, I think Chelsea actually did enough to win. I don't think Brentford played particularly well. I don't think Certainly Brentford enough for the first half, yeah. In the first half, Chelsea could have scored a couple of goals. Yeah, now, yeah. Uh, is it Pochettino's fault they didn't finish? No. But I go back to say, who puts this team together? Who goes into the season with Nico Jackson, one season yep. um, of, of top life football in his belt, in Villarreal, where there are no fans, right? Yeah. Uh, and nobody else. There's no alternatives. You have Armando Broja coming off the injury, and he's obviously the guy, the man's injured again. Yeah. And the kid who came on, who also missed a great chance, this poor guy, David Washington, he's just turned 18. Yeah. Who, who, who thinks this is a coherent way? Hey, Poch, by the way, not blameless. I don't like this. I don't like this. Disassi, get right back when you've got Reese James and Malo Gusto on the bench. Why are these guys there? I know. Right? Uh, Kukurea, I, I don't need to see him again. <laughs> I realize Enzo wasn't there. 
Do better. Do better. Because you know what? You're not getting out of jail. Yeah, you could have won this game. And maybe you should have with better finishing and whatever. Right? And yeah, and Kunku's coming back. Great. Maybe Kunku can turn into Bellingham. Supposedly next month. Supposedly. Right? But come on, man. Please work on Nikos Jackson's movement. You, your video staff, everybody, please. Because what he does or doesn't do, especially. He's learning. But why put him in this position? That's not his position. He was never sent forward anyway. But now that you want to play him there, please work on his movement. Help him out because right now he's completely lost. Warren Zayer Emery scores a great goal. Man win 3 2 away to Brest. But Jules, yep. they let a two nice goal okay. lead slip. And many didn't like Kylian Mbappe's reaction following his missed penalty. In fact, I didn't like it. You didn't like it. So before you go on, Kylian, Warren Zayer Emery is a phenomenon. We've said that before. Amazing goal again, amazing performance for an hour. And then Brest are a very good team. You always make fun of them because they've got obviously the name of a, of a of the body table, part. Yes. I know, but they're very good. They came back into the game. It was very tense on that pitch in that second half. In the, in the crowd as well, they were insulting some of the PSG players, Kylian himself, Ashraf Hakimi too. Uh, and then when PSG got a late, late penalty... And Colomuani falls over in the box. There was Argy Bargy between the players. Yeah. One of the Brest players grabbed Kylian in the neck. Mm-hmm. Then... Mbappé gets insulted even more by the crowd before he takes his pen. His pen is saved by the keeper, but he scores the rebound before you mm-hmm. say anything. And then he celebrates as in the calma, 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 sh- let's be calm celebration, okay. right? It's he shushes the crowd. No, no, no. Yeah, he, he shushes the crowd that insulted him he's and not, his best friend. He's not. That's not what he's doing, right? Oh, he's his best friend. Insult my best friend. Well, yeah, You're a professional like, footballer. Hey, You're a professional footballer, right? You who your team that has a budget 30 times that of the opposition. I'm not making this up. It is like 30 yeah, times. Yeah, it is. Right? But, but st- uh, you, and you go and you miss a penalty, right? And then you score. That's it. Just listen. I, I know he's been criticized. I know he shot back. And I really like Kylian Mbappe. I think on this occasion, he badly let himself down. You have respect for the people who pay your salary. Those, those are the people who, who pay their salary. Doesn't mean they've you have insult- to put up with The people who pay your salary have insulted you. But you don't you. keep going and going and going and going, right? Yeah, but like... You do, you do a quick shush. And then you move on, celebrate with your teammates, enjoy the three points. I, I really thought he let himself down there. I know. That's what Eric Roy, the breast manager, said. Even Luis Enrique said, I, didn't, I don't like this. I'm with Lucho. Paris born and bred here, man. Lucho born knows. Calma, 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 Kylian. As long as they keep playing on Friday night and Monday night, it's going to be hard for us, Gabby, to give Tottenham Hotspur the credit they deserve because they beat Crystal Palace and they're still top of the table. And this is a huge win. This is a big win. They're still there. Big win against what? Great. Against a team of like... Ghost or something. Crystal Palace are one of the worst teams. Okay, stop picking on Roy Hodgson. But he is, I mean, he is useless. And but so is that team. By the way, I subscribe They've to what got you say about Palace. Missing, but you know Palace aren't bottom of the league and they're not second bottom. No, and they're going to stay up. Bottom. Good for them. They're comfortable. No, no, but this is a broader problem bad. we have in the Premier League this season. It's very right? true that. It's um, not a good The imbalance of power is as bad as it's ever been. But look, can we just talk about Big Ange? Yeah. Hey, mate, come on, mate. Mate, it's 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 another win. Um, they were better, I thought, in the second half than yeah. the, the uh, than the first. It's not easy to break down Palace, and they're up there, a two point lead. I don't know how long it's going to last, but if you're a big Ange, you're loving it. Bayer Leverkusen also say stop in the Bundesliga as they beat Freiburg two one. Yeah, Jules, this was a bit grittier than uh, uh, their bad. other games, but. I imagine you want to talk about Florian Burtz and his Packers. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's in my top three of my uh, Golden Boy votes, by the way. Uh, he's third on my 
Third on my list behind Musiala and Jude, of course. I just think he's an amazing talent. I hope it's Jude and Musiala in that order, not yeah. Musiala and Jude. Okay, yeah, so just I go Verts, Musiala and Jude. Okay. And I think Verts is exceptional. And sometimes maybe he holds on the ball a little bit too much, even for my liking. But then when he's that effective, like on his first goal, which is an amazing piece of skill, if you haven't seen it. Who's the defender you've just looked up? He's a central midfielder, Hoffer, I think. Yeah, Nicola Hoffer. He, he, he like makes that. him dance like he's like a puppet on a string. Yeah, he's ridiculous. dizzy. Like Nicolas Hoffer is still dizzy now on Monday <laughs> after what happened on Sunday. But brilliant, brilliant. And they find a way. They're just, they're just so good. 25 points of 27 so far in the league. It's incredible. Wow. Yeah, it's funny. As a defender or as a defensive player if that happens in another era and this is why I think football does make progress yeah he breaks I think I, I think he would go and yeah, he, he would just, just kick him 10 miles into yeah, the air I agree um, here you know frankly we've moved on from that yeah. Bayern moving to second place because without Serge Gerasi Sugar lose at home to Offenheim gap so much happened in the Bayern Darmstadt game yes the good the bad and just the downright weird the good Manuel yeah. Neuer reached his back after a year out. And look, he gave a really bad pass, or what Craig Burley would call a hospital pass, to yeah. uh, Joshua Kimmich. They made two good saves. Um, well. But he made some good saves. Look, but did you just a better team with him back? It's as yeah. simple as. Yeah, I'm sorry, sure. Sven Ulrich, or even Jan Zomer last season. By the way, when he got injured, um, I think they had a four-point lead at the top of Bundes the Bundesliga. They were on track, treble, blah, 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 with Jan Nagelsmann. And then look at the absolute spit show turd factory that they're in now right yeah. since then yeah yeah um, that's a fair so that's a fair i mean i think you're happy the bad joshua kimmick dude after four minutes four minutes on. in you're playing darmstadt you're playing the muppet show it's at home why you got a foul on why even take a chance are you made a mistake fine yeah, yeah. let him score or let neuer handle it yeah, right i agree you're gonna score a million goals I agree. um and then just a downright weird Harry Kane shooting from inside his own half. I it's like, oh, love it's, great. It. it's nice and everything. What do you mean it's nice and everything? It's fine. It's, it, it, it have that, that other dude did it in France last yeah. week. And by, by the way, Kane was 54 meters out. My boy Lamine Kamal was 58. Yeah. What, it, what about Naeem from the halfway line? I, I nobody I mean, that's not, nobody that's, remembers that's, that. That's not the same one. <laughs> but... Um, Bayern scored eight second-half goals. I didn't read anywhere that it's a record. I'm going to assume it, I, I it think, has to be yeah. a, a record. Uh, Darmstadt had two players sent off. Like Football's not meant to crazy. be played 10 versus 9. Um, that, that's all I'm going to say. This yeah, is not something football, not Bayern's right. fault, but yeah, it's silly. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Let's raise the other league leaders in Spain, Jules. This was also on Friday. And again, it was very late. Yeah. But Yangel Herrera scores in injury time to push Girona past... Rafa Benitez and Celta. So much for the Rafalution. Celta were terrible. Terrible. Um, Girona are level on points. They are. Real Madrid. The fairy tale continues, Gab. Well done to Mitchell, his, his players, late, late goal. It's a bit of an off brand fairy tale as we. Yeah, the other yeah, blend, the other group, They have the money. Yeah. I still laugh at every time people say Savio, who's the really, really bright young Brazilian yeah, winger. He's 45 years old and his last name is Bortolini. Yeah? No, but they say that he's on loan from Troyes. Trois in the French second division. How is Savio even owned by, like, you know, belong to Trois? It's just crazy. But that's the city group for you. Otherwise, Savio would never be at Trois or never even be at Girona now. But well done. It will stop at some point. But if they can finish top six, I heard some of their fans yesterday saying, oh, maybe we can be Leicester or we can be Montpellier in France yeah. in 2012. Okay. Let's calm. Like Kylian would say, <laughs> ooh, calm. Let's wait. But. Yeah. Take it as long as it's there, but it'd be a point where you're going to stop winning. I yeah, and also it's not quite the fairy tale. It's Although, not. Well, it is, it is, it is. 
Yeah. Well, then again, Leicester had what, like the the guy who owned duty free shops yeah. on behalf it's of the king wealthy of as well, you know. <laughs> so, Whatever. Juventus were first for 24 hours in Serie A gap this weekend with a late, late, late goal from Andrea Cambiaso, giving them all three points against Verona. Another Juve smash and grab? No, oh. not at all. Juve actually they attacked. I don't want to say they were disallowed. They well, Moise kind of two goals disallowed. One was a marginal offside. The other one should have stood yeah, because the guy well just only throws himself to the ground. Um, no, but you you've created plenty of chances. Federico Chiesa had a good game. That's encouraging. Yeah. This is what you even need to do. Go, attack, engage the opposition. It wasn't a, it wasn't a Coach Max type game. They got their just desserts at the end. Are there green shoots? There are in terms of results, in terms of performance. We'll see. But you know, if if they can get a little bit better, they can they can go back. And not playing European football is huge for them. Massive, massive. Atletico Madrid beat Alaves two one as the very handsome Alvaro Morata does it again and outshines the less handsome Antoine Griezmann. What? Morata is objectively more handsome than Griezmann. Griezmann's a little guy. I'm not sure I agree with that. Jules. If Atleti win their game in hand, it's a three-way tie at the top of La Liga. It is. And what's good is that gap from the beginning, we said that they would compete, they would challenge, they would be right up there. We like what they're doing when Morata is in that kind of form because he's been outstanding so far in the start of the season. That's a great goal. He get, again, he gets a little bit lucky to get into the position, but then his left foot finish is, is really, really remarkable. So they're great. They're playing with really great momentum. The confidence is there, everything. So well done. Well done to them. This Riquelme is a little bit more direct than the other Riquelme yeah, as well. Yeah, obviously, you know, no, uh, no relation with the, the great Riquelme. <laughs> but lovely goal still, lovely goal still. Borussia Dortmund come from behind twice to snatch a draw away and track Frankfurt. Gab, this was a messy game So we've been, in the I've rain. been praising Eden Terzic because I said, look, oh look, he's brought some order to Borussia Dortmund. They don't have the Keystone Cops defending. Yeah. While they rotate the front men all the time, so you never know which way is up, but at least there's a coherence to it. And this is not that game. Um, they were really unlucky to go a, a goal down. I saw Marius Wolf. Yeah. That penalty, the man's like clearing the ball and the guy's other guy's foot comes in the and his, and his hand touches it. I, I thought this was, I mean, you're really pushing the letter yeah, a lot there. I also thought, on the flip side, I thought, I don't know why Mukoko's goal stood when there's a Dortmund striker like literally in front of the goalkeeper. Clearly. Um, I, I think this is where you really felt the absence of Emre Sean to kind of, you know, he's almost like a third center back when yeah, he does yeah, his yeah. job. Sally Oskan, not that kind of player. Uh, Julian Brat came on and eventually got lovely, the equalizer at the end, 3-3. Yeah, um, great work from Adeyemi. Yeah, lovely cross. I think about the only thing Adeyemi's done all season, but still. Oh, uh, that's mean. Uh, but I also think um, they, need to, they need to say this was a one-off. Eintracht played us tough. We can't keep playing. Top Moller is doing a really great job. Toppy? Yeah, Dino, he's Toppy? Yeah. <laughs> Sticking with Borussia Dortmund, Gio Reyna made his first start since February. Yeah. He was substituted at halftime. He Not a great performance from him. Nope. Jules, his deal is up in 2025. He's only 20 years old. And reports in Germany suggest that Dortmund aren't in a hurry to extend. Yeah, which I can understand. I mean, I think he's had opportunities. He had chances. I know he's still very young, as you said. Uh, there's clearly a talent there. But maybe it's time to move on for him. I think for his own development. I think he's been there long enough now. 
a bit like Christian Pulisic after leaving Chelsea it's not exactly the same but go to a different coach to a different league different team it would be a breath of fresh air it would change your mind I, I really don't think it would be a good idea for him either to run down his contract because the next 18 months could be really long or to and he's got extend. a World Cup coming up and he's well. got a World yeah. Cup at home and he has to be at, at the top of his game for that so I, I'm sure Dortmund where there's a lot of competition in his position already they're really not sure of options and players go and get a bit of money for him it, there would be there would be clubs after him because he's, 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 he's clearly a very good talent that just needs maybe a bit more to express himself fully that's all I, but if I were Dorman, because look, they're saying like, oh, maybe, you know, they, they would let him go for a cup price because his contract for 10 to 12 million, his contract would be winding down. Uh, if I were Dorman, what I would do is I would say, Jill, go on loan somewhere. Second half of the season. Yeah, six months. Yeah. Show your worth. Yeah. And then you come back. You'll have more leverage because, you know, you'll have a year left on your contract. We'll have That's more leverage if we want to sell you, and then we can decide to extend you, whatever. We can work it out. Marco Royce will be a year older. There might be more opportunities going forward for you. Um, he needs to play, that's for sure. He needs regular yeah, football. Definitely. Gab, you wrote about Union Berlin in midweek, your favorite new team. And you didn't bring them luck because they lost again this weekend to Werder Bremen. It's 10 straight defeats in all competitions. Yeah, Werder Bremen, not particularly good. Set pieces um, again, and everything. Uh, I, they used I, to be good on set pieces. What's going on now? They concede all the time. I, I think they decided to get all fancy Dan this year with all their signings. Uh, I think oh, I need somebody. Just you bring an Italian in your team and this is what happens. I, I need somebody because I said, like, I, I guess because I couldn't be bothered to go back through the annals of history, but I am going to guess that no team in the Champions League has lost 10 straight games Surely in all not. competitions. I don't think it could have happened. No. If you are one of those stat people, if you're one of those database management people, can just yeah. write a few lines of code and come up with an answer. Or if you're like Farrell's best you know, best fan, and you know that Ferenc Varos at some point lost 10 in a row. Uh, when Ferenc Varos were in the Champions League, which is... Yeah. Not, no, I mean, not that long. They were recently. Ago? They were recently. Aston Villa beat Luton Town 3-1, and it's 12 home wins in a row for Unai Emery and Luis Miguel Echegaray, who's part yeah, of the team. Of course. Uh, Jules, I bet you have some nice things to say about him. Yeah, they've been outstanding. I mean, even this season at home, five games, five wins, 20 goals scored. Pretty remarkable record. The best in the league by far. They just play, especially at home, with so much energy. And going forward, Diaby, Watkins, McGinn, Zaniolo, all of them. They've got options off the bench. They've got depth in the squad. I think they're good. I don't think they're going to finish top four. They're fifth they might, place. They're not my finished top six. There's still three quarters of the season to go. They have a five-point lead over, still. over no, no, over the much-hyped Newcastle. Oh, Eddie Howe, all the money. Yeah, Brighton, no, and sure. God, and it's, it's, it's actually so funny you say that because it's, it's one of the next two quick hits. I just love it. I like that he's find a club that is like him. That he's what weird. No, that's <laughs> but with less ego, maybe even less expectations or everything like that. The record ever for Aston Villa, you know what it is? It's 13 wins in a row, which was in the early at 80s at home. And the 80s where they were obviously very good and won the European Cup and all of that. Ron Saunders, I believe. Yes, that's right. The Ron Saunders team. So let's see. I think the next game is Fulham at home, the, the next home game. So Can't they can wait. definitely... <laughs> oh, you're so mean. And sticking with Villa Gab, Nicolo Zagnolo has been fully cleared of those gambling charges and won't face any punishment. Yeah, I, and by the way, uh, I think it's important to it's say this news. because the story comes out, he got lumped in with the other two. Uh, he's fully cleared. But from the beginning, he was said that he was not betting on football matches, he was playing blackjack and poker and stuff. Yes, like that. now he was doing it on... 
an unlicensed website. Yes. So he will get a fine for it, but he won't face any kind of sporting punishment no. for it. Um, and I think that's important. And, you know, um, I don't know if he's a gambling addict. I don't know how much he bet or what he bet or whatever, but it's his free time. And within the, within the confines of football, yeah. It is not a crime, so um, I, I'm, I'm glad his name is untarnished because this kid's been through a lot. Yeah. Callum Wilson scores twice as Newcastle are held away to Wolverhampton Wanderers 2-2. By the way, Gary O'Neill not happy. No. Nope. Jules, one win in four for Eddie Howe in all competitions. Are they flagging a teeny tiny yeah, bit? Yeah, I think so. We saw against Dortmund, even if there are chances to at least get a draw. After they were poor in the rain at Wolverhampton on, on Saturday afternoon, evening, they should have never got that first penalty ever in a million years. This is not a penalty. They, they didn't play well at all, I thought. They considered two goals. It could have been more. And Wolves are a good team. We saw that against City, but we've also saw them not being really good this season either. So, I'm a, I, I, you know what, with Newcastle, I'm not really sure what to expect anymore. Well, no Isaac, no Tonali, no Bartman. Is it still Newcastle? But they're still better than Wolves. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. I was still disappointed. Swiss authorities have finally closed their investigation into Gianni Infantino and the former Swiss Attorney General Michael Lauber. Gab, is this important? It is important because, you know, people see, oh, Infantino investigated FIFA, blah, blah, blah. I mean, he sent out a press release filled with exclamation marks saying, this is the new FIFA, we're clean. I just want to remind people what they were being investigated for, yeah. because I think this is really important. So this goes back to 2015 or 2016. So this is before he even became FIFA president, but it was obvious Blatter had stepped aside, he was running for the presidency, and immediately after. Um, it was a time when FIFA were in serious danger of having the U.S. Department of Justice uh, basically... Um, <laughs> basically describing them as a criminal organization, yeah. which, you know, they were very, very close to being that. Somebody even said that's what they were. And Infantino's a lawyer. He meets with um, Michael Lauber, whose job would have been to go and prosecute FIFA, and his job was to prosecute FIFA. He just arrived from UEFA, or was on his way there, and he says, all right, how bad is the problem? What is the situation here? Yeah. Right? Um, the fact that he met with him privately, and these weren't on his official agenda and stuff. This is what got him investigated. But there's no question that, to me, that while that may have been, been an issue of protocol, and also even then I wonder, is he not allowed to go and meet whoever yeah, the hell he wants whenever the heck coffee, he wants yeah, exactly. to? Um, if anything, it might have been on Lauber, if you're investigating an organization, yeah, yeah, you should not, should you meet, not be maybe, meeting yeah. the organization's uh, president privately, but it's not on him. Um, but I think the reality is there were a lot of people within FIFA, still may or maybe some people within yeah. FIFA, who are very loyal to Sepp Blatter and the previous regime and don't yeah. appreciate, you know, Infantino describing the old FIFA as toxic and all this other stuff. Italian managers, top three of Europe's yeah, yeah, big five leagues. Coming. Now, well it's done. four if you well want to count Ange Postacoglu yeah, no. because but no, but no, but no, yeah, but no. no, no. Yeah, but no. Uh, Francesco Farioli <laughs> is 34 and he's one away to Clermont Foot. It's impressive. This Not is what they sheet. do. They are the best defensive team in, the, in Europe. They have the best defensive record. They've never gone behind in a game. They've never been led in a game at all this season. They're the only team in the top five leagues to have never considered the first goal in the match, which is incredible. Really, he's doing a good job. The football is not the greatest, that's for sure. And I think even him as a disciple of the Zerbi, who he was the assistant for for some time, this is 
I'm sure not why he aspires at some point. I think he wants them to play better football, but for now he takes it. They are very, very impressive. Since we need to link everything to Manchester United, this company, to get more traffic and more yeah, attention yeah, from our bosses, sure. can we come out and say that this bodes well for Manchester United and praise Sir Jim Ratcliffe and uh, Dave, Brace, Dave Brailsford? Is Ferrioli a future United manager? Oh my God, imagine that. No? I don't Maybe think one so, day. unfortunately. No. Maybe one day. With 18 minutes to go, Cagliari were 3-0 down at home to Frosinone. Gap, surely there's no way for them to turn this one around. There's no way for a mortal human being but no. Claudio Ranieri. He's the man who's blessed. He's the, he's the miracle man. The miracle Lester. man of Leicester. You know, he's the miracle yeah. man of Cagliari. Ding-dong. Uh, and it's Pavoletti scoring minute 94 and minute 96. Incredible. Pavoletti, of course, who scored that incredible goal in injury time in the playoffs to get Cagliari yeah. into the top flight. Uh, some of those I love this game moments. Oh, I love Go it. check out the YouTube highlights. Yeah, it's great. It's, um, it's really Amazing. neat. That said, Cagliari, not a good team this season. <laughs> really <laughs> going to struggle step. And I think Ranieri might have been, they might have said, hey, Claudio, maybe. Yeah. Maybe time to retire if this hadn't worked out. Leipzig beat up Köln uh, 6 nail as Danny Olmo comes on and then goes off injured again yeah, for just a few a minutes. Jules, he can't catch a break. I uh, know, we saw him in the Champions League scoring as well on his return, coming off the bench. And then this happens. It's, it's really bad. And we've seen it before, some people with their incredible injury streak that, like you said, can't catch a break. They go from setback to setback to setback. It's really sad. And also, even if they're doing great and you saw the celebrations after in the dressing room, Chavi Simons, all of that, he's a very important player for them. He could be the difference maker of what mm. they compete for the title until the end or they just finish fourth place, or, you know, whatever. Same for the Champions League. So... I really hope that this is not too bad and he can come back. Very He's quickly. different too from the other yeah, guys they yeah, have. Yeah, you're right. Exactly, exactly. The news that broke this morning on Monday morning, Gabby, uh, Rubiales, the former Spanish chef and president, of course, all the kids, the Jenny Amoso, all that scandal has been banned for three years by FIFA. Yeah, and I think uh, as they wait, obviously for now he's suspended domestically. Yeah. Um, what's interesting here is that a lot of times FIFA will follow, will, will, will take the lead from what happens domestically, right? So there's both the... There's both, a, there's both a criminal and a civil investigation into him, and then there was also the FA one, which resulted in his being suspended um, and in him stepping down. Um, to go and ban him for three years, though, um, without the resolution of these domestic cases, I think is pretty significant. Look, you can be cynical about it and say, aha, they're just trying to curry favor, they're trying to yeah. shoot fish in the barrel, they didn't really respect Janir Mosa. Um, I just look at the positive that he's shown that actions have consequences. And you know what, Luis? It didn't have to be this way. You did something wrong. 100%. If you had owned it, yeah. maybe maybe you'd still have had some of these gigs that you have. Yeah. Ajax uh, led a 2-1 lead against oh. PSV Eindhoven, slip away, and go on to lose 5-2, despite the fact that well, you, you can't blame Mr. Stein anymore. He's not there. He's not there. No, that's it's, true. It's, it's Hedwig and the angry inch Maduro. Yeah, Maduro. Um, they're now officially bottom, bottom. of the Eredivisie. I'm lost for words, so yeah. I'll just let you handle this. I don't know how you get out of this huge hole that they dig, that dug for themselves. I don't know if Maduro is the Maduro is the answer or not. I don't know if Luis Van Gaal advising the board now upstairs is the answer or not. It's a team that is the shadow of itself. It could, even when they don't play too badly like the first half and you think, okay, maybe there's something there. Then the second half is... Literally a car crash. It was so bad. 
Everything in that in that second half was terrible. I almost wonder if something happened at halftime because no, they, I mean well, Brian Brobby could have had a, a hat trick in the first half. Yeah, right? they could have been more than two one up at halftime. I, I just don't know. It's just as soon as as soon as they kind of something happens against them, like like a goal that you go down two two, it's still not bad. You don't have to lose five two when you just went two one up to two two, and then after that the heads drop and it's over. But you could see the body language, everything. It's just it's just a very sad state of affair for them. The MLS playoffs kicked off this past weekend, Gab, but not many people are very happy with this new format. Well, you tell me if this is it's like, terrible. Why you changed? So basically, um, so number eight plays number nine. You know, one game playoffs. There's, yeah. there's two conferences, obviously nineteen from each qualify. Which again, something like that kind of makes the regular season slight, like you know, a lot less significant. But yeah. whatever, but yeah. sports playoffs. But then the next round is best of three games. You and you take penalty kicks. If it's a draw, you take penalty kicks just kind of to know who would have won this game. Yeah. At the end of ninety minutes with no extra time, and it's best of three. And then the last two or three rounds are single elimination with extra time and penalties. As a lot of people don't like this. I don't like why you have two different formats once the knockout system. If you were cynical, you might suspect that there was maybe a software company which has branched out into a bunch of different um, oh, yeah? uh, sports Tell like Apple TV. Yeah. And like, ooh, this way we have more content to uh, to show, more games. More drama. I don't know. Look, I don't think and the penalties MLS would be dramatic if you go if every tie goes to pens. Yeah, you lose a lot of the drama. I don't know. Maybe I, I. You know what? I bet you there's a nerd at Apple TV, <laughs> some loser executive who oh, signed oh, the yeah, check, maybe, yeah. who's not actually involved with the coverage, okay. but like his kids, like under ten team played. You know, had penalty kicks. Like, whoa! I find soccer really boring, but wow, these penalty kicks are exciting. The drama. And he went into the actual sports people at Apple and at MLS who says so, like, we want to do this. Seriously. I apologize for whoever is that person. I'm pretty sure I know who it is. Yeah. And I will out him on the next show if you tell me who it is. Jules, we often see players arguing over who gets to take yeah. a penalty. How did you like what Mbe uh, Nyon and uh, Super Mario Balotelli did I to resolve it. the issue when uh, Dama Demir Spore beat Konya Spore 3 0? I loved it. Super so they both had scored one goal already, Mario off the bench. And by Nyong had started the game, so they had one goal each, one goal each, and then the penalty arrived. So they two nil up. It's the last minute of the game or something it's like that. It's injury time, yeah. And so they do paper scissors stone. Is that what you say in English? Rock paper scissors. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shifumi, as we say in France. And then they go like this. The first time they they draw clearly. You can't you can't really see Mario on the certainly on the footage that I saw. And then on the second time, Mbanyong wins. He scores, and then they celebrate together, which was lovely. I love that. Instead yeah. of the Cole Palmer, Enzo Fernandez, Raheem Sterling, it's mine, no, it's mine, no, it's you, it's no, leave him, etc. Gab, you've been obsessed with Bas Dost for many, many years on this show and not only on this show, even, even on, his, on his own at home. But that was a scary moment yesterday, though, late in the match between AZ Alkmaar and Nimegen. Yes, people ask me why I run the Bastos watch, and it is a bit yeah, of a joke. It goes back to his time at Wolfsburg. Here's a guy, he was, first of all, he's got a, a name that, at least to me, sounds funny. Yeah. And he's this big, he's a total throwback because he's a sort of enormous center forward who scores an industrial quantity of, of goals. Yeah. You don't really see that in the modern game. And so every time he scores a goal, I like to give, provide a little update in my Monday Musings column. But joking aside, he's now 34 years old. He plays for Nijmegen in, uh, in the Eredivisie. Um, he collapsed, fainted uh, yeah. in injury time in a game. I think Akmar were, were two one up. He went to hospital. Everything is fine. Uh, supposedly, he sent an update from the hospital. He's all smiling. I'm just going to chuck this out there because a, I, obviously I've tracked Bastos, but also 
it's just a reminder um, that these people are athletes and they're playing a sport, but they're not supermen. Yeah. And how important it is to have everything covered to make sure they have the right support when things go wrong. Because that was a really, really scary moment, I think, for everyone. Yeah, it was. Jules, this brings us to an end. Yeah. But we got to come back on Thursday, uh, of right? Of course, for the Carbo Cup, your favorite competition yeah, in the world. Uh -huh. <laughs> Until then, love the game, love your neighbor, love yourself. <laughs>